Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast. Live from the FanStream Sports Studios in hot, hot, sweltering Dallas, Texas, I'm Indy Cartem, joined, as I always am, from the great white north up there in Kansas City, Kansas, PGA of America member, Mr. Johnny, the Gerb Man, Gerbinator Gerber. Hello, Johnny. Weather here was so perfect here in Kansas City. Tie today was about 76 degrees, a little crisp this morning, so... Looking forward to some really good weather. I'm only going to be here a couple more days before uh, before I get back on the travel scene. But yeah, it was a great day here. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to maybe getting back here in a couple weeks and enjoying some of this good weather along with Ohio. We'll be back in Ohio enjoying some of that good weather too. So Gross. this time of year is great. Fall golf, man, it's great um, for for a couple more months. But man, boy, this was this was special this morning. So yeah, I mean you've been. Probably getting to play more golf up there than you could if you were here, for sure, right? Because it's not 140 degrees up there every day like it is here? Yeah, I'm not doing that. You know, I did that for two summers there in Dallas, and I was like, that's that's brutal. I don't know how many times did I fall out, two or three times, <laughs> two or three times, you know, there uh-huh. in the summer. But, no, it, it, it's been great. I played a lot of golf here with some – met some really cool people, uh, great experience that I've been able to uh, been able to do this summer, man. So, We'll see if we maybe continue a little bit, a little bit further on. If the weather is good here, I'm going to stay here a little bit longer to st- in and Ohio before um, I got a I got a theory about golf Uh-oh. in the fall and the spring. All right, what's that? If I see my breath, I'm not playing. I like that theory. That's just what it is. If I if I see my breath, I'm not playing unless unless there's enough candy on the line. If there's enough candy on the line, I'll I'll, I'll I'll lather it up. Or if I'm playing with Mills, Mark, just because I know. You know, Mills, if I'm playing with Mills, anytime Mills asks me to play golf, it doesn't really matter if it's 50 degrees. Where's Mills? I'll play golf with Mills. I'll play golf with Mills. Speaking of Mills. Mills? When do you get that back going again? We are. We will. We will. I had a conversation with him, and every time I I made him a deal, I said, every time I come back to Columbus from, from Kansas City or Texas, and I bring you a case of 805 beer, that's his favorite beer in the world Mm -hmm. besides Blue Moon, that you have to get back on the segment, and he made me deal. So I just went to the liquor store today and bought him a case of 805. All right. So we're back. And, and he can't play golf in the winter, like in especially Wednesday. You know what hurt him last time, all those other times, is we were too late. Right. Right. So he was – well, I mean, for, for radio purposes, it was great because he was hammered. Everybody but, at the bar but, liked it. Yeah, yeah, but everybody – yeah. So, no, it's going to be fun. You know, it, it gets dark up there at 5 o'clock, so he doesn't really have any excuses. So – We'll figure it out. I want to try to get him live on live, uh, but I don't want to push the envelope. You think he could do video? Think he could figure this mess out to do video? To contrary belief, he's a really smart guy. He, well, he's like super smart. I know he's smart, but, he, but... And, he's, and he's techie that he's like he's techie that way. It's just a matter of if he would wants to do it or not. I told you, I told you, I've known Mills for almost ten years now. I've never met his wife. I, I know. I believe. I don't think there is one. I think she's fictitious. She hates me. First off, I found out I found out last time I was in Columbus, she doesn't like me very much. I'm like, why, Mills? She's like, well, all I all you do, all I tell her is I'm playing golf with you and it takes time away from her. I said, Well, I mean, well, don't tell her I'm playing golf with you then. Just lie to her like all the other husbands do. I mean, you know, clean out your beer cans of blue moons on the way to the car somewhere. What's the matter with him? Do I gotta give him marriage advice? I mean everybody blames me. Everybody knows their marriages. Everybody knows well, you broke mine up. Everybody knows I am the Which king, one? all of them. I'm the king of marriages and knowing everything about women because I've been married three times. So clearly I'm the master. I know all of it. How many times? I don't know why people don't just come to me with more marriage questions. How many times? What, that I've been married? Yeah. Well, I, I stopped counting at three because I figured they didn't count Yeah, anymore. well, the, the time, times two minimum. No. I wasn't, come on. I wasn't dumb more than three times. Well... Like Who as far as marriage goes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, I but, get Johnny, it. big big time for golf right now. The BGA season is over for now, but uh, that doesn't mean golf's over because uh, I feel like I say this every show. One of my favorite events 
coming up because they yeah. all are, I yeah. guess. They're it all my favorite true. events. Uh, the Ryder Cup is coming up. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about the Euro team. We've talked about the U.S. team over the past, I don't know, six, seven weeks when we ever got around to doing golf shows for everybody. Um, and, you know, all the speculation that we had, who's going to be the captain's picks, who's going to qualify. And, you know, they do the, the Euro teams a little bit different as far as qualification goes because you got two different point systems that you're pulling from, yeah. which makes it even more convoluted until you actually get there. But the one thing that's the same as the U.S. team is the captain gets to pick six players. And that came out this week, this past week. Uh, or I guess over the weekend, and uh, some some surprises here, you know? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you talk about the schedule. I mean, the, the point system a little bit, too, is like uh, the reason they do that is because they do a world ranking system mm-hmm. and a Europe points because a lot of the European guys are PGA Tour members. Right. So that makes, that makes sense. But, I mean, to be honest with you, for the most part, you know, you could have the guys, and like John Rahm, even if they don't qualify – and they try to keep both memberships. They've changed that kind of category a little bit a few years ago because the guys wanted to play more. And I think some of the guys will play a little bit more in Europe because of the DP World Tour with the merger. Right. I don't want to get too much into that. But there's going to be a lot more money. So, I mean, these guys know. I mean, you know, you took you talk about a couple picks. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with the European side, I don't want to I, – I want to jump on the U.S. side first. But, you know, Tommy Flutewood was obviously on the team just, just – his world rankings and some of these guys that you already knew but you know when you start talking about the u.s side and and all these picks and you know i was a little off i was a little thrown thrown off on the justin thomas picks we haven't really talked about that because we hadn't had a show um and talked about the picks but i mean i heard through the grapevine that that he was picked a month ago like the captain zach johnson a month ago hey don't worry about how you're playing Keep working on your game. You're on the team. We can't really say anything. And that just goes to show, when we talked about this off air, is, yeah. you know, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, if they're not hurt, they're going to be on this team until they're 50. Like, they are. I mean, they're going to be the stalwarts of wearing that red, white, and blue. And I don't blame them. I mean, you know, JT JT has got – he's going to play in the Fortnite. I think Max Holman is going to play in the Fortnite. So, maybe that's the only people – on that team that's going to play next week, obviously with Max because he's defending champion, he's a two-time champion. And then, you know, JT just to get some reps in. But, you know, who would you – who would you – who do you think got snubbed on the U.S. team? I mean, do you say Keegan Bradley? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's playing hot. Do we say Lucas Glover? I mean, I don't maybe. I mean, if I was really going to make a case for anybody that got snubbed was maybe Cam Young. And I really thought – yeah, I didn't see him through, playing. through my sources that he was a lock on that team. Yeah, you but mentioned he had that. Played so bad over the last month. It's like how can like how can you really put him on that team? And I think that opened up the door. Uh, I think that opened up the door and justified that Justin Thomas pick a little bit. Yeah, and you and I discussed uh, goodness, you know, several times again over the past six seven weeks about if Justin Thomas was going to be picked. And at the time, we were discussing, would it be Justin Thomas or would it be Sam Burns? Of course, they're both on the team. We didn't. I don't think we anticipated that, that there would be room for both. But, the, you know, and, and my argument was from a golf standpoint, no, I don't want Justin Thomas on the team. He's not playing good golf. I don't care what his record is in the Ryder Cup in Europe on European soil. I don't care about any of that. I care about how you're hitting the ball right now. And he has had a terrible, terrible, probably the worst year of his career this year, which tells me there's something going on, right, in his head. There's something going on. Well, now that he's picked, I'm like, well, of course he got picked. I mean, I'm totally contradicting myself. I'm like, of course he got picked. Look how he's played in the Ryder Cup previously. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, he's got the best record in a Ryder Cup over the last. He's like fifteen. He's like fifteen six and two in right. the Ryder Cup, dude. He he is the he is the Ian Poulter of the team. He right. just is, and and maybe you look at it. I mean, if you're looking at a glass half full type of scenario, I mean, he hasn't played the last three weeks, right? Maybe he's he's so refreshed, right? He's working on his game, and you know, he's not so mentally broken down when it comes to that. But you know, everyone wants to kind of scrutinize a little bit. They're I'm surprised how more more people are scrutinizing this Sam Burns pick 
than they are the JT pick. I mean, Sam Burns, Sam Burns has played great the last two or three weeks, right? Right. So he's, I mean, he, he finished eighth in the tour championship, but you also got to realize, man, he won the match play earlier in the year. And that bodes well, usually, especially in that Ryder cup. And then, you know, his experience last year, um, on the, on the president's cup, I think we're, I'm going to try to get, uh, Sam Burns caddy on the show right before the Ryder cup, Travis Perkins, who's a friend of mine and talk a little bit about, you know, maybe how, how long did, did he really know? Cause he was probably a last minute pick. I think, mm-hmm. I think in my opinion, I think Zach was probably struggling with either him or Lucas Glover. And here's where I think it hurt Lucas was if the Ryder cup was this week, it could have been a pick for Lucas Glover, right? Because he's so hot. Like, he's playing so hot. Yep. Maybe that little Billy Horschel theory, you know, six or seven years ago when he won the FedEx Cup, he was playing so well. But the Ryder Cup was three weeks away. So how do you ride that hot hand as the captain of the U.S. team? I don't know. That's that's a really hard thing. Do you take the full body of work or do you take a month what Lucas Glover did and kind of parallel that into, you know, to a pick? But I don't know, man. I think I think he – I think Zach Johnson did a great job. I think he justified it how he talked about why he picked these guys. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it came down to also who do these players want on their team? I think they took that six those six guys and said, "Hey, who is who do you want on that team?" And I there was wasn't and Kepka surprised me a little bit. And here's why I said, here's why I say surprised me was I know he has some some of those discrepancies with Shoffley and and Patrick Cantley, mm-hmm. but he was unanimous, unanimously voted on the team. Like you, so was and so was Sam Burns, right? And so was JT. So you know that just goes to show that the the, the team really the six guys that had automatic qualifiers really picked this team along with uh, along with Zach Johnson. Yeah, and if you're looking at guys on the uh, American team, you know that may have gotten snubbed. If you just look at it from a straight points standpoint, um, of course the top six qualifiers in points were Scheffler, Clark, Harmon, Cantlay, Homa, and Shoffley. Kepka was next. Of course, he's there. Jordan Spieth. Cam Young was ninth. Uh, he's out. And then Morikawa. We talked about Keegan Bradley. I kind of feel like Bradley might be the biggest snub here. Uh, out of the, You said Cameron Young. I, Cam Young, I think maybe Bradley's a bigger snub. Then you had Ricky Fowler in points at 13th. Yeah, that was a no-brainer. They, they, they were – he was on the team. Like, yeah. Because just how versatile he is, he can play with everybody, and he's kind of in that click, right? Yep. He's in that crew. So Ricky was a no-brainer. Yeah, and then JT – or Danny McCarthy, and then JT and Glover at 16th in points. Um, and like you said, if if, if the turn if the tournament or the, the competition was this week, there's no question Glover would have been involved just because you're right in the hot hand. I made a little bit of a – I made a little bit of a play for Tony Finau maybe. I know he sat there really low, uh, you know, kind of was around there at 19th, 20th probably on the points – and 21st. I, I, yeah, I know the guys love playing with him and I, with his President's Cup record last year. And then two years ago, he was 5-0 and in the Ryder Cup, man. So, you know, I thought he might have, you know, they might. I'm sure he got some consideration, but I thought he might have been one of those kind of wild card picks that uh, could have maybe stunned some people because I know how much all the players revere Tony. Right. So, you know, I don't know. That, that was a wild card. We talked about on some of the other, uh, you know, ESPN affiliates and stuff that I do on the radio is maybe who they asked me who maybe a wild card pick and I always my my comment was always Tony Finau I thought he might be kind of that sleeper but he hadn't really played well right I think if he comes in with a little bit of a hotter hand um I think it would have been a little easier decision for him but who would you leave off I mean if you got Tony Finau in who's gonna go Uh, yeah it's not gonna be JT it's not and I I, so uh, you put him on who, who you're gonna leave off so that was a tough one I think it was more so that you know not so much who you're going to leave off, but there were so many guys in that mix, and I don't know, man. That that, that couldn't have been an easy decision. No, and if to answer your question about Finau, the only guy I would replace with Finau would be JT. And there's no way you're leaving JT off the off the team. Yeah. And you know that's it's interesting you say that what you had said earlier, and you've commented on this um, in the in the previous weeks about how much it comes down to. Who's buddies with who, and not yeah. just the, not just the the captain, but who you're going to be playing with, you know? Because these guys are over there together for a long time. It's a close knit group. There's only twelve of them. You're representing your country, and 
you know, putting together a, a Ryder Cup team isn't just who's playing the best golf right now, obviously, because that wouldn't have fit any of the in, yeah. most of these guys. Yeah. It's about the course. It's about the competition. Uh, it's about who can play well with with you know opposite these guys now that have been picked from Europe, and it's it's a science, you know, and it's. A lot of people think, well, it's just like – because I've heard, I've heard people talking, people have asked me about that. How is this different than the Olympics? Okay, it was nothing like the Olympics. It's international no. competition. That's how it's like the Olympics. That's it. It's, inter- it's international, but it's two teams. It's Europe and it's America. Yeah. And the, the, the strategy behind who's playing who on what day, it's, there's a science to it. And I don't understand it. I wish I did. Um, but, you know, when you talked I mean, about – go ahead. No, go ahead. No, finish. You, Sorry. You, you talked about Jordan Spieth and JT being – they're going to be, you know, on the team and so they can't swing a golf club anymore. Uh, one of those guys is going to be a future Ryder Cup captain. Maybe both of them yeah, at some point. Both. And, I think and both, for sure. Both for sure. And, I mean, and, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't know when that's going to be. Obviously, it'll be much later than now. But think about the experience that they're going to bring, you know, to those teams. But you've got a lot of Euro guys right now that are going to be Ryder Cup captains at some point, you know? And it's that to me, that's the excitement, not just thinking about now, but thinking about in, in, in two years, in four years, you know, how all these guys have come together. Because it's, it's, it's so different every time around for the Ryder Cup. It's amazing. Yeah, and you made a great point, and it, and it is a science a little bit more than just picking. I mean, it, it kind of boils down to, in my opinion, like three kind of, three kind of points is, first of all, who do you want to, who do you want to be in the foxhole with, right? I mean, who's going to grind out with you and you know their game and be over there for a week? And who do you enjoy being around? First off, off outside of the golf course. Right. And that's a big deal, how these guys really kind of work when it comes to something like that. Second off is how do their games get compared? How comparable are their games? How complimentary and how negative on their games? I mean, if you look at a guy like Ricky Fowler, you, know, you can put Ricky Fowler with anybody on that team right. in the best ball in an alternate shot format. So he has so much versatility. A little bit, JT's a little bit that way. Uh, Kepka's a little bit that way, right? So some of these guys, their malleability in terms of who you compare them with. I mean, there's only one singles match. Yeah, I mean, you have you have four other matches. There's only one singles match. So that's not even definitively the number one reason where they're playing. It's how you can can put guys together, man. And then you know, again, you know, it, this might sound kind of goofy, but you it. You'll be surprised how many times that people are paired together. If you look at like a JT and, and Jordan Spieth, well, first off, they hit it relatively similar. I mean, uh, Jordan Spieth does, is not a short hitter. People think he's short. He's not. Right. They play the same type of golf ball. They play the same iron. They're still with the same equipment company, right? So when they start changing, you know, alternate shot and best ball, they have the same distances on their golf ball. So that comes into play. How, how, how do their games really fit, man? So you're right, man. There's a great point by you to saying how, you know, it isn't, it is a science. It's not, Hey man, this guy can play. And I, I like what Zach Johnson said. And I, I want to say this right up. Then I'll, I'll probably screw it up. But he said, I, I don't want the, the, the 12 best players. Uh, I want the 12 best players for this team. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not, you know, that's a big difference. I mean, that is a big difference. And again, that's why that's why I think that's one of the deciding factors why JT's on the team. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a lot of pressure, you know, just the casual golf fan. uh, I don't think understands the amount of pressure that is on a Ryder cup captain uh, to make his picks, to put the team together uh, and to perform well, you know, I mean, again, you're representing your country. It's very much in that aspect, very much like the Olympics. You want, obviously you want to win for your country, um, but I mean, you're representing everyone over here, and your other, you know, and the golfers that didn't make it, you know. Um, and if you if the team doesn't perform well, it falls on the captain almost more so than the players that were not performing well, uh, which is another great aspect of this competition. So we're going to take a quick break here on from the rough and uh, come back and talk a little bit about the Euro squad. Uh, maybe some, US, oh yeah, Euro squad, the yeah. Euro squad. Maybe some snubs there, and some guys that didn't make it, and the, all the guys that obviously did that were announced this past weekend. I'm Andy Cartoon. That is Johnny Gerber up in Kansas City. We'll be back here on FanStream Sports after this. Hello, sports fans. FanStream Sports. Hey, you like golf? There's a good chance you do because I said so. But what do you need playing golf? Well, you need clubs. 
Right. Clubs, you need balls. The thing that people don't usually think about is that golf bag. And that's what most people see when they look at your golf clubs, like right off the bat. And if you've got a raggedy bag, eh, it's not doing you any favors, bud. So get you a new bag. Go over to orca-golf.com. Orca-golf.com. Why are you going there? You're going there because you, you want a golf bag, but you want one that's kind of screams you. So you want to pick the colors. Well, you can use your own custom colors. Maybe you have a logo in mind. Maybe it's your logo. You're like Prince. You just have a symbol. That's the case. Dude, you can get your logo on there. Your name. Just get it done exactly like what you want it. Done. By actual designers. Nothing goes out of their factory without the approval of the founder, Erica Bennett, who is just brilliant. We've seen some of her bags. We've got one of them actually in the studio. You know what? Dude, it looks good. If you want other people to look at your golf setup and go, man, that just screams Frank. You want that? Then go over to orca-golf.com. Do yourself a favor and use the promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. I'll say that again, DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. So do it today because Orca Golf is the best choice in the game. Hi, golfers. Indy Car Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue. Some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine. The Golf Bachelorette of the Month. The Golf Bachelor of the Month. The Golf Cart Girl of the Month. Golf History. Grip it and sip it. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys. Time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. Studio, you've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf Life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat. Or the keychain. Or the something. Along that lines, just go to TurfLifeClub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today and snag that window decal or snag any other special Turf Life accessories and go over there to that website, which is TurfLifeClub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that, man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7, day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough right here on Fan Stream Sports. I'm Indy Tim. That is Johnny the Gerb Man Gerber. We're here talking some Ryder Cup for you. Let me fix my... Let me fix my... And as Johnny's producing on the air, got to close the blinds. At least I hope that's what you're doing. I uh, got some Ryder Cup talk. We just finished up talking some U.S. Ryder Cup talk. And it looks exactly the same. I don't know what you did. What'd you just do? Uh, probably nothing. But <laughs> I don't know. All I see is slats on you. Like you got some blinds open or something. But all the Ryder Cup talk today as it comes up September, I believe, 25th through October 1st will be your Ryder Cup dates. Uh, U.S. versus Europe. We went through the U.S. team a little bit, talking about who who made it, who didn't. I feel like altogether, though, Zach Johnson put together a pretty good squad. I don't think anybody can complain really about anybody. I tried like hell to complain about uh, JT making the team until I realized, well, of course JT's on the team. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. So let's get into the Euro, uh, the Euro squad here, Johnny. Uh, as I pull it up here on my 
uh, my Radio Shack computer, my TRS-80, uh, from the Ryder the Cup website. Um, so, of course, the European is a little bit different from the, uh, the United States because the United States just pulls from one points listing, um, whereas the Euro team uses two different criteria for the six, qualifier, uh, six qualifiers, the European points list, based on points earned in the DP World Tour, and then world points list based on the official world golf ranking. So uh, you take the three, what, from the, the top three from the world and then the top three from the DP that didn't, that weren't on the world. So that's how that qualifier, yeah, goes. Um, so as far as that team, let's run down that real quick. Uh, doop a doo Man, these TRS 80s aren't very fast these days. Uh, Rory or McElroy? Uh, John Rom. Why, why is he on the team? Uh, I mean, what's he uh-huh. going to do? What's he ever done? First of yeah. all, why is he on? The, why is he on the team? John Rom, Robert McIntyre, Yannick Paul. Oh wait, he's not on the team. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood from the World Points. Uh, let's see, I had it over here. I don't know why I'm even looking at my TRS 80 right now because uh, we were talking about it off the air. John Rom and Rory McIlroy came from the European Points. Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton from the World Points, Robert McIntyre from the Euro Points, Matthew Fitzpatrick from the World Points, and then your captain's picks uh, from this past weekend, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Sepp Straka, Justin Rose, Ludwig Aberg, and Johnny, you sound like a genius now that he was picked, and Nikolai Hogard. Tell me a little bit about Ludwig Aberg, because we talk about him on the show quite a bit from the PGA Tour. He's, he's fairly new, went to Texas Tech. Had a tremendous, tremendous amateur career. And then he's had it because of uh, where he's from. He's played a lot in, in amateur international play, which has pretty much given him the credibility to, to be on this team and to be a good pick. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his pick, we talked about – I mean, we've, we, uh, we touted him months ago, mm-hmm. right? And we, told, we said that, you know, I really think he's going to be on the Ryder Cup just for a lot of reasons. He's one of the best drivers of the golf balls, golf ball in the world. Um you know, one of the little deciding factors that I really thought that was interesting when, when Luke Donald and him played together in the Rocket Mortgage over the summer and over the first two rounds, he was leading the golf tournament. And then just some of those for, uh, uncertain forces, things that happened during the rain delay, things like that. You know, you can't control that. But Lucas, uh, Luke Donald really saw his game and really knew, you know, that he could really fit for the Ryder Cup. And we talked about it. It's like, man, this guy is – this guy is going to be picked on the Ryder Cup team, and we said this months ago. Here's here's an interesting thing. He's the only person to ever play in the Ryder Cup that's never played in a major. Yeah. How about that? So, you know, how does that experience maybe in a major will help you in a Ryder Cup? Yeah, probably some, but there's no pressure like a Ryder Cup. But, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, as much as he's played on the PGA Tour, this guy, and played with the Rory McIlroy's and the John Rahm's and the Hatton's and all these guys that are kind of stalwarts there, they told Luke Donald, say, hey, man, we need, we want this guy on the team. It wasn't a singular decision. So that just goes to show you how revered this guy is when it comes to that. I mean, you know, if you a year ago this guy was playing college golf, right, and it just doesn't happen. And it's a little bit similar, right, to, to Scotty Scheffler. Right. Like, you know, when he, you know, two years ago when he was in that spot. So, um, you know, does he have another break? Does he break out like Scotty did? Yeah, maybe. Maybe this is the momentum that he really needs to kind of propel his career. But, yeah, the guy's, the guy's got a, a world of talent. And, you know, Luke, it wasn't only Luke Donald's decision to get him on the team. It was the guys that was already there. That those, the, the, Like I said, the Roms and the Rory's, they wanted him on this team and thought he was a good pick. So that tells you everything you need to know. So how much do you know about this course over in Rome that they're playing? You ever you never played it, right? I know you played over in Europe a little bit. No. Um, I just you know, we talk about Ludwig Aberg's game. Um, he's a he's a monster of a dude and a monster of a ball striker. Uh is there something about other than his experience, you know, in, in international competition already as an amateur, you think there's something about his game that Luke Donald saw that maybe caters to this course a little bit, or do you know anything about this course much? Well, it's, they're going to set it up to kind of cater to the to to which is weird. They say they're going to sh- they're going to cater to the shorter hitters and make it really tight. But I mean, if you look at the European team, I mean, they're they pro- they probably average longer distance than the U.S. team. I mean, Rory and Rom certainly 
are two of the longest drivers of golf balls. Golf balls. Who compares that on the U.S. side? I think those two guys are, you know, by far. So it might surprise you how they set up the golf course. And then with Aberg, as long as he hits that golf ball and as straight as he hits it, and he's revered as one of the best drivers in the world, I think it's going to surprise you a little bit on how they set up the golf course. Um, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, we really will see. Maybe his versatility with Aberg that will help. And I think this is kind of setting a precedent a little bit that this guy might be the the to get some of that new young blood on there uh, for the Ryder Cup, you know, for, for the future. So was there anybody that you saw, you know, and again, pulling from two different uh, points criteria for the Euro team, was there anybody – that you saw that maybe that you shocked didn't get named? I mean, again, you and I were calling the whole uh, Aberg thing for a while, but him being picked means someone with a lot more experience wasn't picked. And out of the guys, you know, that you're looking, the Adrian Maronks, the Alex Norns, that were pretty high up there on the, uh, the world points, and then from a European point standpoint, you're looking at Yannick Paul, uh, Victor Perez, guys that are high up on that on the world points uh, that got that that are got left out um, in front of guys like like a Tommy Fleetwood, Perez and Moronk and Yannick Paul are all ahead of Tommy Fleetwood on the Euro points. But uh, any of those guys, do you think that was a shock that they're not on it, or not a shock, but maybe a little bit of a snub? I mean, a little bit. I mean, I think Moronk is probably the one that kind of sticks out to me more than anyone just because he's played well. I mean, for the most American guys that don't really know that name, this guy's a world-class player. I covered him, did a nice little interview with him down at the match play down in Austin early in the year. And the guy's, the guy's 6'6". I mean, the guy hits it as good as anybody that you ever see on the driving range. And he won on that golf course this summer. So that was a little bit of a surprise. I thought maybe that experience would would maybe propel him. But again, you look into a spot. I mean, really, I mean, is Aberg's the only one that maybe potentially be questionable? Would you add Morocco? I don't think Victor Perez certainly was in play. Uh, Dudu Paul, I don't know what his first name is. I mean, he ain't Yannick in Paul. play. I promise. No, yeah, he's not in play. I mean, Chris Paul's not in play. I promise you. I don't know. Well, you he know, can't but, play basketball either, so that's yeah, fine. But, uh, but my point is, so, so I think that was the decision with, with Luke and him. It was either Moronk or Aberg, and I thought – and I really thought potentially it came down to what, what did the players want. And with, you know, Luke really seeing him firsthand, I thought he was way more impressed with him um, than it was Moronk. But, but when I start looking at it, I thought there was some value for sure him winning there. But this golf course for the Ryder Cup is not going to be set up like it is for the Italian Open. It's not. So, you know, maybe you just kind of throw that a little bit out the window uh, and they're going to get plenty of time to prep for it. So, you know, I think it really came down to Aberg and Moronk. And, and, you know, I I really think the players potentially might have just got, you know, Aberg on there and wanted him on the team. So looking at the previous uh, Ryder Cups, let's go back 10 Ryder Cups, which would take us back to to 2002, uh, played there at the Belfry in England. So... United States have just won three of the last ten Ryder Cups. Europe has dominated. I don't see that continuing so much as far as, you know, the domination goes. But all of the United States wins in the past ten Ryder Cups, you know, going back, you know, 20 years, 21 years, have all come on American soil. Yeah. They haven't won in Europe. Uh, I didn't go back far enough to see when the last time. You probably know that off the top of your head the last time. they Well, let's see, 1993, the last time they won in Europe. Yeah, 93. There it is, yeah, again at the Belfry. Um, Belfry, yeah. So, um, I don't want to get into predictions too much because we're going to do that probably closer to the Ryder Cup when we, we get a little bit more intel uh, on players and, and who may be doing what. But what's, what do you, what's, what's your explanation for that, for the, for the U.S.? Is it just – Talent? Is it a bigger pool of talent over in Europe than, than, than we have here? Or is it those guys are steered more towards that type of international play because of where they grew up and doing it more than, than, than here in the States? It's a, little bit, it's a little bit of everything, really, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I talk about this all the time. When the, the, the kind of close-knit the Europeans have with each other, they travel together. They stay in the same hotels. Right. It's not as, you know, for years and years, they've really done that. They play practice rounds together as opposed to the American guys. They're kind of so singular. They didn't really have this bonding thing 
And I think Azinger obviously made it, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how to say how Azinger made it, making the pod system and the personalities. But right. if you look at the European team for years, they, they, this is their, this is bigger than anything that they've ever played for. I mean, it's even bigger than, you know, winning a British Open. Right. And again, like I said, these guys have they've known each other for so long and travel together and playing the challenge tour and all this, man. And it just means it for, for so long, it just meant more. I mean, let's just be honest. It just meant more. And you know, you could look at it for years and years and there's no way in hell anyone can say that the European side had more talent than the U S side. They didn't, they didn't, but you know what, when you put that underdog role on somebody, man, they have a tendency to kind of thrive a little bit more than, you know, feeling a little bit complacent potentially with the U S side. And I mean, if you look at both squads right now, is it is it like the most balanced challenge that I've seen in a long time? I, I don't so. know who's favorite. Like I really don't. I mean, can you tell me who's favorite? Because I don't see it. Like, I, I don't. I wasn't able to find odds on anybody this this far out. I'm sure we'll get some of that. You know, the closer you get. But as far as you know, the odds go, I guess they will handicap the teams for sure. You know, which teams favored. Oh, yeah. But to me, the matchup uh, betting will be. Even more interesting, you know. I, I bet you're chomping at the bit for some of these, you know, when these matchups get released when we get closer to the to the actual uh, competition. I'm chewing, I'm chewing my fingernail. I haven't. We, you know, we've had a couple weeks off from the PGA Tour. I'm chewing my fingernails off right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I we got Fortnite next week, and we'll talk about that, you know, on Monday show. But man, I'm ready. And that that's you know, I love the match play part. And then this is my favorite next to the Masters. The Masters obviously is great. The Masters and the Ryder Cup for me are, you know, are the holy grail when it comes to just my entertainment, how I like to watch it, and also is just the gambling, the gambling part of it. Here's what's going to be interesting, and, and be careful when I say this, and, and I know the allocation of the tickets go everywhere, but playing in Italy is not going to be nearly as big of a, ru- a rumpus crowd, I don't think, sure. than it normally is, just because it's the laid-back nature of the Italian people I'm now – allocating the tickets is one thing It's still going to be Euro. But when you're playing like in mainstream main Europe and you're playing at the Belfry and you're playing some of these old school places, this brutal. And I think, I think getting off camp, but off campus per se and playing in Italy is going to help the U S a little bit. Um, so man, boy. And, and again, how about this? We get early morning golf, bro. We get early again. morning golf again because they're you know they're six hours five hours ahead depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get some early morning golf, man. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. it, it I, this is the most excited I've been in a long time for a Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, it only happens every so often. So, I mean, you, you that excitement, you're able to tamper that excitement a little bit until you know the year of. Usually, it's when the, for me when the excitement picks up, but. Yeah, from a comp- from a competitive standpoint, this has got to be, you know, the most excited, you know, I've been in, in, a, in a while, especially since we've been doing this show. This is just the second one, I think, since they've, we've been doing the show um, that we talked well, about. Well, think about so. this. I mean, think about the, the top-tier players on both sides that are playing good. Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're, like they're, they are playing fantastic, and I love it. And then, man, boy, make me hyperventilate. I'm excited. I mean, it just, can, can we bet on it today? Can we bet on it today? Yeah, but you can't That'd win anything. You can bet all you want, but nobody, you're not going to yeah. win today. Uh, so we're going to take our last break of the show here, pay a little bit more bills, and come back. And, and Johnny, I've got five burning questions for you ahead of the FedEx Cup fall as we head into the kind of the postseason here a little bit after the playoffs and all of that. But uh, we may talk a little more JT as he's – Maybe this uh, center point of one of my questions here for you. We'll get into all of that here on From the Rough on FanStream Sports. We'll be back. Hello, sports fans. FanStream Sports. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. 
head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue, some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys, time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. You've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat or the keychain or the something. Along that lines, just go to turflifeclub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today, snag that window decal, or snag any other special turf life accessories, and go over there to that website, which is turflifeclub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hello, golf friends. It's IndyCar Tim from From the Rough. I want to take just a minute here and tell you about our new friends over at Orca Golf. They make high-quality PGA Tour-grade golf bags, and they're the best in the business. They're the real deal. They're the best bags I've ever seen. They even designed a bag for the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas. Head over to orca-golf.com and pick up a great bag from their catalog or let them customize one just for you. You can use your own custom colors, your own logo, you name it. You work with actual designers and nothing goes out without the approval of founder Erica Bennett. She's just brilliant. Visit orca-golf.com. That's O-R-C-A-golf.com. And use our promo code DSP10 for 10% off and free shipping. Do it today. Orca Golf, best choice in game. Guys, let me tell you about Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Are you experiencing low sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, and you just don't feel like you have the vitality you once had? You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. Do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Call 844-977-3477 or go to bamc.com. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7 day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more Fan Stream Sports. Here we are back on Fan Stream Sports. From the rough, America's favorite golf podcast, Johnny. By America, of course, I refer to my my neighbor named America. What was that? Freedom America? Freedom America? Yeah, something like that. Hmm. You know, whatever it takes. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun talking about the Ryder Cup. It's starting to... Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, it's starting to get in my blood here again. And uh, we'll be talking a lot more Ryder Cup here this, this month, September 25th. Through October 1st is your Ryder Cup dates as we move forward here. Um, like Johnny said, though, we've got the Fortnite coming up, or as our buddy Bus referred to it, the Fortnite. Fortnite. As Fortnite changed. Well, it was just, uh, what, a year ago, two years ago, when he realized it wasn't called the Fortnite, named after the game? Two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> two, two years, years ago. ago. How about 
thought it was the Fortnite championship named after the video game. So, <laughs> sorry guys over at Fortinet who paid all that money for the tournament sponsorship, but you hey, Fortnite, get... you can send us a check whenever you yeah. want to. That's cool. I, mean, That'd be great. That, I don't know if that's still a thing. I never played it, but uh, yeah, I don't do video games. My boys did for you. Don't do video games and you don't do candy bars. Uh-uh. Nope. As soon as we get you up here, we're going to get you on to, to do some ca- the candy bar challenge. You told me that. We're going to do a little candy bar challenge. Yeah, we're just going to have a few lined up, and we want to just get a – you can take a little bite of each one. We want to know what your instant reaction is on those. Are I think you going to have, like, sugar sugar coma or what? What do you want me to sure. do? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Maybe we'll get that on camera, too. That'd probably we got be a funny. couch there, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we, do we still have couches in the studio? Oh, uh, We had to sell it. We did. Yeah, plus half of the 72 TVs that we had in the studio. We've only got about, what, about 36 now. I did get us a, I did get us a uh, fireball machine, though. I'm still waiting for it. No, no, I got us one. I got us one. Uh, one of my buddies here in Kansas City is a distributor. So uh, I played golf with him, and he lost a few dollars. And I said, well, do you have a fireball machine in your warehouse? He said, yes, we have 12 of them. We just need two. I said, well, can we start with one until tomorrow, and then I beat you out the same amount of money and then just get me something, another one? He said, sure. So there we go. Oh, I can't wait to have a fireball machine here, right? It's going to be right here, right behind me, right on this wall. Do we have any liquor left? I mean, do we have any booze left? We haven't had booze in in the studio since probably the week after you left. No, that's fair. (laughs) I usually just get drunk before I come to the show. Yeah, fair. That's the way it works out. Um, So, Johnny, let's, let's talk about five burning questions. Uh, as we get into the, I, whatever you want to call it, um, the after, it's not even postseason, it's after season now as we uh, have moved on from the FedEx Cup. We get into the before Ryder Cup, the Fortinet. But uh, this is kind of goes into stuff for next year uh, as a pr- kind of a preview. And one of the questions I had for you, Johnny, it's about JT uh, because we're familiar with his struggles this year, probably the worst year of his professional career, and it's probably not even close. Um, is there any chance Justin Thomas plays his way into tw- any of the 2024 signature events? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a signature events. At, well, at the beginning of the year, you got to be a little careful is because he's not going to play – he's going to play – you know, for uh, Ford and that just get some reps in mm-hmm. for the Ryder Cup. But he's probably not going to play much after that, maybe here or there. And then obviously with Hawaii is a winner's only event. So he didn't win. Um, yep. So he's not going to play in that. So, you know, I just don't think he's going to get enough reps in uh, in the fall season to get into those kind of initial events. But that being said, I don't know if they are allowing sponsors exemptions. Right. I don't know how that's working yet. They have really, is it going to be like a normal tour event? But if he has to rely on sponsors, exemptions, and he wants to play, uh, there's not any tournament in the world that if JT wants to play, that they're not going to let him play. So it's going to right. maybe all going to be predicated on him. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about no, no century, uh, no Genesis invitational for him, most likely. I mean, all of these are within the realm of possibility, and it's hard to imagine that he's going to miss those just because of who he is. Um, well, I think they'll get like I think there's some exempt. He'll get he'll he's going to play Genesis. Thank because they'll give him an exemption, right? If if he needs an exemption, so he'll play Gen. He'll play Gen. The, the higher tier events, he'll play Genesis. He'll play he'll play Gen- Genesis for sure. Uh, next burning question for you, Johnny. Is who will make the top 125? Is we've got a 125 bubble here. We know that 70 players have officially locked up their PGA Tour cards by qualifying for the FedEx Cup playoffs. The other 55 full status cards on the tour will be finalized here in the coming months. Um, you know, players carry over points, I guess, from the FedEx Cup regular season, uh, so they can accumulate those. But if you're looking at the, because I've got the. The, the players here that are somewhat on the bubble. Uh, so these are numbers 120 through 135. Sure. Um, and it's interestingly, Aberg is on that. He's at number 135, but he's already got exempt status for the 2024 season. Uh, yeah. so, so he's in for sure. Uh, Trey Mullinax is, is, and Aaron Wise, Scott Stallings are all on this list, but they're, they're in. They all have exempt status for 2024. Yep. But guys like C.T. Pan, 
Cheston Hadley, Patton Kazire. Um, Patton Kazire is in because here's why I say because he's going to play well at RSM, mm-hmm. and that's his home golf course there. So you're looking at Patton Kazire. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee Patton Kazire kind of being out of that 125. I just think there's some events coming up. That he's had some success. You know, and home cooking does does them well. You know, it's a little bit of predicated on how much of these guys practicing and playing. Yeah. But with Pat and Kazire having a home game at RSM, I certainly think he's going to stay in that 125. Uh, Scott Piercy, Eric Van no. Royen. Mar- Mar- the Monopoly man. No, um, yeah. Those stupid, just ridiculous pants that he wears. I, I don't I don't, mustache. Mustache. I don't mind the mustache so much, but those pants. It's just like he wears sweatpants on tour. I don't know why they let him get away with that. I mean, that. Scott Piercy, is he going to – I mean, how many times is, we, is he withdrawn from tournaments? Like, the sponsors don't like that stuff, man. And, you know, I don't know what's going on with him, um, but, you know, he's probably withdrawn six or seven times this yeah. year, and that doesn't bode well for trying to get in other events. Uh, Troy Merritt, another name that we've seen pretty regularly this past the past couple of seasons. Paul Haley, the second, and then – and a guy that I hope he gets his card because I love watching him play golf, Johnny. My man, Harry Higgs. Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, I think Miss Doubtfire gets in for sure. Um, you know, he, you know, he's one of those guys, again, if, if, if Miss Doubtfire doesn't get in, he's going to get some of those exemptions. He's, he's, a, he's a crowd favorite, right? So he can bring some of those, you know, some of those people in. So that, that, you know, that, that plays into the equation when you talk about getting in some tournaments. But if you look at him also, 125 to 150, uh, obviously you have to go to tour school, but you still have some exemption spots, like for the following year. So you'll still get in some things. But, yeah, Harry Higgs, everybody loves Harry Higgs. So I don't foresee him. If he doesn't play his way in, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities, uh, you know, in the next probably six months to continue to get his car, keep his car. Uh, next question, Johnny. Can any of these big names find their form? And I'm talking about guys who, you know, because the, the fall here kind of holds a different significance for, for some of the more familiar names who, um, even though they're kind of down in the standings, they, they're, aren't, they're not concerned about keeping their card because they already have exempt status. But they still need to, you know, you, you expect them to play well. I'm talking about guys like Billy Horschel, Webb Simpson, Cam Champ, and, and Kevin Kisner, you know, um, I, I remember late last year, we're always talking Billy Horschel on the show. And I want to say it was right around this time last year, maybe a little before when he started kind of jacking with his swing. You know, he wasn't playing real well. He wasn't playing real consistent. And he started jacking with his swing. I don't know if that helped him at all, but it seems like this is the time of the year guys start doing stuff like that to try to find their game heading into the new season, right? Especially if, well, Especially for those guys trying to keep their card. Horschel and all these guys, of course, have exempt status just due to different whatever winning exemptions or whatever. But any of these guys stand out to you for to make a move in, in 2024? You know, Horschel's always in an interesting spot. I mean, he's a FedEx Cup champion. And, then you know, the hard thing about the tour these days, and it's going to change a little bit because there's not there over the past probably eight years, there hasn't really been an offseason. So, they're, they, you know, the, the, their downtime to get in better shape, work on their swing, change equipment, which is a big thing. Right, changing their equipment and getting used to stuff like that, you know, over the last eight years didn't really happen. So they're going to get that maybe a little bit over the next couple of years. You know, Billy's Billy's kind of a different bird on his own, right? I'm more worried about Kisner. Um, you know, he stands out to me more than anything else because I think, the, you know, as, as good of a short game that he has, you know, the way the PGA Tour is kind of trending, I mean, some of these – I mean, he's he can really only maybe compete in – 10% of the fields, just the way the PGA tour is evolving. Right. It's not that, you know, he, he sits one of the last on the PGA tour and driving distance and the tour is trending more towards the long hitters. And he's just kind of going to get antiquated a little bit, I think. So, you know, the fortunate thing about Kevin Kisner is short game and his putting is just fantastic. And, you know, how much does he really want to play more golf? He likes other things. So, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit. So, you know, I'm more if, – if I have any concern on anybody, Kisner would be the kind of the one yeah. for multiple reasons of how much does he really want to play. The golf courses and, and the tour itself is just kind of outdating him. And uh, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm more concerned about Kisner than anybody. Yeah, I think I would probably agree with that. Out, out of those guys that we listed uh, with um, uh, Billy Horsel, Webb Simpson, Webb Simpson, it's easy for me to say. Uh, Cam Champ and Kevin Kisner. He's 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 
Kisner's the guy that I would be more concerned about. See, I'm not worried about Champ because he hits the ball so far. If he can stay healthy, he's had some injury problems, right? So he he can still compete. Webb Simpson has that, you know, he's a U.S. Open champion. Yep. Right. So yep. he's gonna he's gonna have plenty of opportunities there. But you know, Kisner he's won the match play. But other than that, he's a Ryder Cup, and he you know he he can play in some spots. But you know, he doesn't have the grind in terms of potentially maybe golf is his life. Some of these other guys. But like I said, I'm I'm more worried about Kisner and all of them. Uh, and then, how many events do you think here in the fall that the top fifty will play? And what we're talking about for those that don't know. Um, every player in the top 50 has already locked up their card for 2024 uh, and a spot in all eight of the so-called signature events. Um, so the question is how, how many of these guys and how much are they going to play? How many will they play? And then how, how will they, how many of the events will they play here this fall? We're, you know, and I'm talking about guys like Max Homa. Uh, he's supposed to play Fortinet because um, he's going for three in a row, right? He's a two-time defending uh, champion there at Fortinet. Uh, Ricky Fowler said he wants to play the Zozo, he wants to play the Hero, and he wants to play the Grant Thornton. Uh, and then guys like Scotty Scheffler, who, who was on record as saying, you're probably not going to see me a lot during the fall, which, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all for these guys. I mean, you know, they need a little bit of rest. I know Shriners in Vegas is a, is a tour favorite for some of these guys, right. and more so about, you know, some of the extracurricular stuff that, um, that Kuchar is notorious for. Mm-hmm. Kuchar is notorious for. Yeah, Matt. Um, that being said, you know, that's on them. I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, CJ Cup, uh, Zozo, things like that, man. It, it's all kind of what, you know, kind of getting reps to staying a little bit fresh, uh, playing some golf. I mean, these still guys are still PGA Tour players. They still love to play golf. And, you know, is it a fun place? I mean, a lot of these guys will take their families this type of year to, to having some potential destination places. You know, I don't know if Vegas is, is for some guys or if it's not for their families, but certainly you're going to, you know, RSM, you know, I mean, that's a great place this yeah. time, you know, in the fall, you know, right there at Sea Island, it's going to be great for the family. Um, you know, the, 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 the goofy events down in Naples in the winter, that that's kind of a little bit of a different thing. So, you know, to, to answer the question is, it's like, you know, it's kind of on them, you know, do they s- sit and hang out with their families or they just want to get some reps in and play some golf, man. So, you know, that's a great question. I don't, I don't foresee them uh, the top 50 to answer your question a lot, uh, maybe sporadically, but they won't go on a two or three or four mm-hmm. tournament stretch for sure. And there's no need to for, for most no. of these guys, you know, and it's, this no. is kind of their, the so-called off season, if there is one anymore in golf and, and those guys that have already wrapped up their opportunities to play in all the signature events and, and, you know, have your card for 2024, you don't get a lot of time off really during the season. So this is kind of the off season for them and you can't knock them for not wanting no. to play in some of these fall events at all. On no. the other side of the coin, you got guys that are desperately still trying to get in for 2024 and they're the guys that we'll be seeing here at the Fortinet by the way, on Monday, we'll probably talk about the Fortinet a little bit. We'll be previewing that uh, as it's coming up the 14th through the 17th of this month. Uh, and then on the schedule, again, the Ryder Cup uh, late in the month to October 1st. And then after that, the week after the Ryder Cup, whoever's going to play in it, the Sanderson Farms Championship there in Jackson, Mississippi. So lots of golf for us to keep talking about here in the fall in the so-called off season, And we'll be here to talk about all of it, not just the Let tournaments. Me- Sorry to cut you off, yeah. bro, but let me um let me let me give you a quick snippet on um I believe this is still true. So all the members of both Ryder Cup teams get in the Masters. Okay. I, I I'm pretty sure that still holds true. They get in the Masters, they get in the PGA, they don't get in the US Open. I'm not sure about the British Open because they're open, but I'm pretty sure all the members of the Ryder Cup team gets in the Masters. That's huge for Aberg. Yeah. For a guy, for a guy that's never played in a major, and you know, will he win um, before that comes? But I think that experience potentially as good as he drives the golf. So watch him if that still holds true, because some of the criteria has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, watch for him. Watch for him to make a splash. I think potentially if he plays well with the with the confidence he's going to get for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, like you said, that's huge for him because he might not have gotten in otherwise. So him being being selected for the Ryder Cup team is going to open up a whole world of opportunities for him from right. a from a professional standpoint. And and again, we've touted him, we've talked about him, his collegiate career. I covered him, and we talk about it ad nauseum. I've t- I've covered him at Texas Tech, 
by far the best amateur player probably that I've ever seen, you know, uh, since I've been been aware of 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 uh, amateur golf and watching collegiate events, you know, and which isn't very those, long. Those U.S. Those U.S. boys aren't going to be they're, they're going to be a little happy. He's going to bring some of those Swedish girls over to Italy too. So be careful, be be good on that one. That's okay. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to be mad about that. No. Um, that's going to do it for our show here for this episode of From the Rough for a Wednesday edition. We'll be back on Monday to talk Fortinet, and I'll come up with some other funny fun stuff to discuss here maybe a couple of lists it's time to start talking lists when we don't have a ton of of tournaments to talk about heading into the Ryder Cup but uh probably heading into Wednesday of next week we'll get heavy into the Fortinet and then after that it's going to be all Ryder Cup discussions um and maybe some maybe some guests we can get some guests on heading into the Ryder Cup as we'd still be a couple weeks out but uh I'm IndyCar Tim that is PGA of America member Johnny Gerber maybe one of these days we'll get him back here in studio in Dallas and maybe he'll bring a whole buttload of liquor with him. That'd be great so we could restock the liquor cabinet here. Cocktails are good. Cocktails, Cocktails are, good. are good. I like other guys. Well, you, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's all for you. But uh, we'll be back on Monday. Until then, boys and girls, y'all keep hitting them straight. <laughs>